Welcome to the Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn marketing and sales strategies, mindset hacks, and even a little metaphysical thrown in for good measure so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own life and business. I'm Sharon Lee, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals and dreams and create that financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. If you're ready to dig in, listen in now to today's episode. Welcome back, Fearless Tribe, and welcome if you're brand new. So I have been getting a lot of questions lately from my prospects and my clients around sales objections and how to actually get clients in a sales conversation. So I thought we were due for another podcast going into detail to help you out so you'll be ready the next time you're going on a sales call. Straight up, sales is a mindset. It just is. We have to have the right mindset about it or we'll likely fail, right? Or we'll just feel really bad about the whole experience. So if you don't like sales and your business depends on them, then you might want to listen to a previous podcast that I did. Um, It's called Reset That Mind, The Hard Truth of Failure and Success. It's episode number 87, and it's really helpful in working on that set state of your mind. So we've, we've heard mindset, right? But it's really that set state of your mind. And oftentimes we feel really bad for whatever reasons about sales. And it's important for us to really work on that if we're really, truly going to have a thriving business. So if that's you, then you want to listen to that. So just jot that down or put that in your memory bank. Um, But let's just go right in. Uh, So let's get into the good stuff and break down the sales objections. As always, my podcast episodes are full of actionable content. So you might want to take notes, but if you're cleaning, cooking, or driving, no worries. Just pop back in when you can and listen again, and you'll be able to make notes then. Like most everything else in life, sales objections are about how we frame them more than they're about the reality, right, which we kind of touched on. Everything that happens to us is really just colored by our perception of it. Our perceptions are governed by our values, by our past experiences, by our intentions, and our current mood, believe it or not. So what about objections? Maybe some of what we think are objections aren't. And maybe they're not buying signals either. Maybe they're just someone trying to understand what we're offering and how much benefit it could give them. So if you're a coach, a consultant, a contractor, 
or even a freelancer, sales objections are probably going to come up at some point or another. It's one of the unfortunate ironies that you'll get more sales objections when you first start selling than at any other time in your career. The reason that this happens is that when you first start selling, you don't have the experience to accurately qualify your prospects or to present them in a way that you'll cover what they want to know before you ask for an order, right? For you ask for the sales. I want you to really understand here that sales objections really shouldn't be feared. And I know there's a lot of people that really do fear them. They they tell me a lot. They don't like, uh, like coaches, for examples, um, they tend to call them discovery calls or, you know, whatever it is that you call them, right? Conversations, money conversations, it's sort of um, what they really are because it's it's an exchange of value that you're going to give them, but it's a money conversation because you're going to get money. And a lot of people have a lot of issues around money in their head, so they realize that these this is an exchange of money, and so it ends up being some issues. So we want to make sure that we don't fear any of it, if we have some money objections or anything like that, um, or we think that we're talking people out of money, um, or we're being manipulative. And I am going to give you a procedure here that you can do, but this isn't manipulation, okay? So I'm going to be covering all of that. This is really important. So it's easy for me to say that it shouldn't be feared, right? Um, or any other experienced person in sales, but maybe not so easy to grasp if you're new to this game or just have mindset issues around selling. When people get an objection, they can react with fear or the appearance of being stunned, like, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, right? So they're just sort of stunned. We're still, you know, some people try to argue with their prospects. They feel a little offended or... You know, it's it's really feeling like you don't know what to say. And so this can come across as fighting with them or arguing with your prospects. The thing you need to get is the attitude that objections are likely to come up and it's important not to overreact to them. You know, if you're new at this, I, you know, we have a lot of different listeners here. We have experienced entrepreneurs and we have new entrepreneurs, right? So if you're kind of new at having those kinds of conversation, you know, I do have a grounding form that I give to my clients. This is in the Sales and Confidence Mastery. Um, also what I give to my clients in the one-on-one -on -one coaching calls, um, you know, that's grounding yourself and getting prepared for your coaching call. But it's really just understanding that you have to take a deep breath if you're new at this, okay? The thing is, is, you know, when you have this attitude about the objections, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're acknowledging the prospect's objections, okay? So we're going to go into how to do this. The objection may seem unusual to you. Sometimes it's something that you've heard already. It may seem irrelevant, but it's really not to your prospect. Your prospect needs to know that you hear their objections. 
that you sympathize with their concerns. This is super important, you guys. So by acknowledging the objection, you start to build a relationship between yourself and the prospect, and that will help you later on in the sales call. It's super important. Trust me, it really is. You want to make sure that you're building relationships with your with your prospects, your future clients, okay? That's what you want to look at them as. You may say something like, I appreciate your concerns about the cost or I appreciate your concerns about how it's possibly going to take a lot of time out of your schedule, right? You need to ask questions about their objections, okay? This basically serves two purposes. First off, you're uncovering the details of what their objection really is. And secondly, by asking more questions, you're showing that you're really interested. Remember, it's about relationships. It always will be. People want to make sure that they're feeling like they're not a number. Now, think back when you had a sale, like you were the prospect. You want to make sure that you're not um, feeling like you're being sold to. You want to make sure that you're feeling like you're heard, like you're not a number, right? Can you think back about an experience you had where you felt like you were just a dollar sign? Well, we want to make sure that we're not like that. We're building a relationship with our prospects, with our clients, okay? You know, you might end up closing a deal and then, um, you know, having a time where you're not working with that client anymore and then maybe needing to fill a couple of spots or sell something new that you're offering. And with that relationship that you're building, that rapport that you're building, you can actually sign them back on in the future. So always remember you're starting a relationship with these people. So believe me, you'll get a lot further in sales by being interested than by trying to be interested. Okay, so always be thinking about how you know curious you are. And I'm just naturally curious that way. I want to know everything. Um, but you want to not try to be interested. You actually want to be interested. Okay, so I firmly believe that curiosity is one of the most important traits of an entrepreneur. Absolutely, bar none. It really is, okay? Because you're interested in people. When you're interested in people, then all of your digital marketing that you're doing up to that point is all about what your prospects, your future clients need to see, hear, and read, okay? Because you're creating all kinds of social media content, you're creating ads, you're creating videos. Whatever it is that you're creating is really pre-qualifying them to get on the phone with you to ultimately sell them into a solution, right? So what we want to do is we want to be curious. We want to be interested. The more interested you are, really understand this, that means you'll be able to create the content, the marketing content that is actually going to help you sell before you sell, okay? Super important. So don't start attempting to deal with um, an objection until you fully understand what it is, okay? So this is asking lots of questions. During this process, this process your prospect 
could give you an objection, okay? So entrepreneurs in sales conversations know that there's more to answering an objection than just the answer. Entrepreneurs in sales conversations who are doing really well in their business know that the client is the key to the solution, okay? Really understanding these are people and you really want to be able to be in tune with them. When you finally think you've got it, you need to check with your prospect that you can really understand what their objection is, okay? That way you're both on the same page and there's a chance for a meaningful communication. It's often a good idea to give their objection right back to them in the form of a question because as an entrepreneur selling something, you can answer a question. But here's the thing. When overcoming sales objections, you need to qualify it as a true objection. You could say something like this. So you mean that's the only reason you're not buying? You see how powerful that can be? That's a way for you to really start to uncover more if there are more objections um, and help them to really hear that terminology. Uh, about buying, okay? This is really helpful. Now, he or she can either say yes or no. This smokes out the real objection. If it's a fake objection, the prospect will say no. Then you can ask them what his or her other concerns are. If he says yes, that's the only reason for them not buying, them not signing up with you, you know the real objection and you can start to answer it. See how perfect this is? The most important part in all of this is to keep the dialogue going. The worst thing that can happen is a stony silence from you when maybe you're in fear, uh, you get the objection, you're uncertain about what to say or do, okay? That is the worst thing that can happen. So by acknowledging the objection, it gives you a chance to start gathering your thoughts on upcoming questions. Feeling um, confident is really important here. Uh, this is a way for you to really learn what you need to do and to not really get stuck. So feeding back the sales objection further builds that rapport that you have so far gained with um, acknowledging them. Finally, um, by qualifying this is the true objection, you're not wasting your time chasing phantoms because that's what a lot of people do. You really have to learn what the objections are. So answering the objection will happen as part of the dialogue between you and the prospect. Your success will depend upon your product knowledge, you know, how well you are versed at being able to speak about your product. Um, if you're new, maybe a new contractor, new consultant, new coach or something like that, and you just started a new program, a new product that you're offering, you want to have your sales page open on your desktop, 
or you know your PC or something like that so that you can actually see all the bullet points, see everything. You want to rehearse that, uh, being able to talk about your product, the, the fit of your product or service to their needs and your ability to communicate effectively with them is really important. Words are the most powerful drug known to mankind. And it's really powerful when we can speak in stories about previous clients, case studies, things like this that we've done. It's so absolutely powerful for you to be able to convey that. That's why you need to really know what it is you're selling backwards and forwards. So finding the cause behind a sales objection isn't the easiest thing to do. And it's subject to your prospect's honesty. Once you discover the reason behind the reason, I've got my air quotes up here, because oftentimes the reasons that are presented aren't the real reasons. But once you really uncover the reasons behind the reasons, you'll be able to close that deal. In other words, what are the real intentions and the meaning behind your prospect's sales objections? So getting really clear, getting that clarity on the objection by probing is better than just assuming that you know the answer. You know what I mean? You, you really want to get that clarity. Sometimes we don't want to go there. We feel like we're, we're probing too much. We're being too nosy, right? We're coming across as a salesperson. You've got to get out of your head and into them and being curious. Remember, they got on a sales call with you because there was a part of them that was curious enough to find out what it is that you're offering. You know, they showed up in your office, they called you, whatever it is, they want to know more about what it is you're selling. So you're not the salesperson necessarily, okay? There's a different mindset around that. You're the solution provider. I've always said that. Although many objections are about money, and that's the truth, it's probably the number one objection, we can't assume it. So you want to allow your prospect to find their own conclusions without you influencing them or leading them along. If you get resistance in your your money conversation, it's important that you really determine if it's an objection or a condition. And it's a real Um, more or less like a smokescreen, I think. This is what we want to really determine. People will sometimes tell you something just to get you off the phone. You know, they're starting to feel uncomfortable. People don't like to have uh, money conversations. When it starts getting into, um, you know, signing up, they feel a little pressure. People don't want to feel that way. They want to be able to arrive at that conclusion by themselves. And especially making decisions right there on the phone with you, that's really uncomfortable for them unless they're like totally excited and they just know because of all of your digital marketing that you're the right person to help them. Your product, your program is the right thing for them. Hopefully you have been pre-qualifying them and you've been pre-selling them all along. So that way when they are on the phone with you, you're like the celebrity and they really just cannot wait to have this conversation with you and you know get into whatever solution they need. 
regardless of the reason that people give you with their objections, many people aren't forthcoming in telling you what's holding them back from signing. It's your job to open them up and find out. We're like coaches. You might be a coach, but I mean, like if you're a contractor, maybe you're a software engineer or something, and you need to close a deal, you're a coach. You're not a, you're not a software engineer in that moment. You're a coach. You're coaching them into a solution, okay? So it's your job to help them open up. It's your job to be a coach in this, in this conversation. Once you find out the reason, you'll have the opportunity to overcome it. I say real intention because sometimes the objections can just be a smokescreen. They're just an excuse sometimes. And that's used instead of the truth for the real reason. Maybe their real reason has to do with the price or that they want to maybe, uh, maybe they are nervous to be transparent with you. Uh, maybe you're a relationship coach or something like that, and they're just nervous about coming out and telling you what the real truth is. They don't want to tell you the truth or something they're hiding. So I say meaning because it's possible to misinterpret the message that your prospect is trying to convey. For example, what does it mean when they say the price is too high? It can be interpreted in many ways, right? Right? too high and can't afford it, too high compared to another quote that maybe they got uh, previous to you, too high based on their budget. See, so we need more um, more questions, right? We have, to, we have to ask more questions. So what does it all mean? Maybe they aren't quite sure what the value is that you're providing. There's always going to be that value exchange. And they're wondering, you know, maybe it's too expensive and you're not giving enough value. That happens a lot. This is a way for you to tell them again what, you're, what they're getting and, um, you know, really presenting the benefits and how your program or your product is going to help them transform from where they are to where they want to be. So the best way to overcome sales objections is to coach your prospect. So I kind of mentioned this a little earlier. So ask your prospect open-ended questions so they can give you clarity on why they gave you the objection in the first place. Here's Here's an example. What did you mean when you said that it was too expensive? Could you tell me more about what you mean by it's too expensive? Why is this a concern to you at this time? Maybe something like, what else can you tell me about it being too expensive? So you see, we're really kind of asking these questions and pulling things out of them so that we can really understand them. You'll notice that these questions are not leading your prospect, okay? They're not. These are clean questions that cause your prospect to dig down and explore the reason or the root cause behind their resistance. The more your prospect talks, the more they let you in. They feel close to you. As a matter of fact, you, you'll be able to keep digging 
you know, into the possibilities that the objection is destroyed and your prospect answers and overcomes the resistance on their own. I've seen this happen so many times and it's, it's really a wonderful thing. It's like, yeah, they're ready to sign up. They're like, yeah, it's a no brainer. Let me share with you the redirect method. Another way to overcome sales objections is with this method. So one of my favorites is to redirect the sales objection and take my prospect in another direction. In this method, what we're doing is reframing the issue and we're taking them to an outcome of the sale. It's really pretty simple. Um, Let me give you an example of how this works. So your prospect says, uh, I have to think about it, right? You hear that one a lot. You say, I know you feel this way. The issue may not be whether you have to think about it, but when, when do you want to increase your revenue and not fall behind in your business like you told me before? So let's discuss it. Um, I think it's really important. So I don't know if you noticed what I did there. Um, Remember, this is coaching, but only if you're willing to go deeper and be curious with your future client. So let me break this down. Here's the procedure. Number one, what you're going to want to do is you're going to agree with them. You're going to agree with your prospect to keep that rapport going and not to create confrontation. You can say, I agree that you feel this way. I know that you feel this way. It's understandable that you would feel this way. And I partially agree with you, except you told me earlier X, Y, and Z. So you see what you're doing. You're building that rapport. Super important, okay? And you want to do it. And and really, again, I want to talk to those people out there who are thinking that sales is manipulative. No, sales is not manipulative. We're solution providers. We're helping people out of a problem and into a solution. Okay, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a solopreneur, you're a business owner, then you know that you need to have money conversations with people. Okay, it's not like you're a clerk behind the counter and you're just taking someone's credit card. Okay, this is different. So we really want to be able to understand what's going on with our clients, uh, what their pain points are, where they want to be. We want to show them how we can bridge the gap. I talk about all of this in the Sales and Confidence Mastery, but I really want to be able to help you in this podcast. So that was the first part of the procedure. Number two in this procedure, you tell them what their issue isn't the problem, right? Um, that I want to think about it. So they say, I want to think about it. The issue issue isn't that you want to think about it, right? That's their objection. But it's more about what you said earlier that you don't want to get a divorce if you're a relationship coach. You see how we did that? So your issue isn't that you really want to think about it, but actually the, the issue is that you don't want to get a divorce, So number three in this procedure is use the word but. So you remember how I did that? Because anything that comes before the word but is basically forgotten. It's the way that our brains work. And they only remember what you said after the but. 
so you can say, like what I said before, um, they told you that they need to think about it, okay? And I said, I know that you you really feel this way, but the issue isn't that you really want to think about it, but when do you really want to break into how to not get a divorce, right? So that's how we use the word but. But you don't really want to get a divorce. How are we going to do that? So we have to really reframe by asking the question that directs them to where you want to take them. So we've got to get back into um, their pain points, right? Because remember now, people will only do things because of a pain that they're having or because they're so excited about a pleasure that they're going to have, right? So, I mean, why do people jump out of planes? A lot of people would think that that's going to be painful, but they see it as something exciting. They see it as a way of personal growth, self-growth. That's where a lot of people do that. You know, they jump out of planes. Um, why do people, you know, go into another relationship after a divorce? Because they are seeking pleasure. They're seeking the idea that they're going to be loved. Why don't people get out of um, an abusive marriage? Because it's too painful to go out on their own or something, right? This is what our kids are doing, for example. They don't want to leave the house because it's too painful to, to adult. You see, so this is what is happening. So what we want to do is we really have to understand what their pain points are. We want to direct them uh, to their pleasure. So you kind of have to understand how your prospect is ticks. And so this is why it's important to understand what their pain points. So number four, you're going to start talking about the new direction that you've thrown in after the but. So the but in this case that we were talking about, I had a couple of them. One was, uh, but um, when do you want to increase your revenue and not fa fall behind in your business? Because that's a pain point, right? And they they want something. They they want the revenue, but they don't want to fall behind in business. So I've included both the pain point and the pleasure. Um, and in the case where someone doesn't want to get a divorce, if you're a relationship coach, but when do you want to start having a better relationship and avoid a divorce? You see, so now we're going to start talking about the new direction after the but. In essence, you're redirecting their thoughts from something that they thought was an issue, resistance, to something that you can work with and actually close the deal. You'll notice in the examples that I've given you, I've reframed the objection of thinking about it to increase your, your revenue and not fall behind in your business, right? Or to... Uh, have a better relationship and avoid divorce. So this is achieved because I was able to determine the needs and the pain points of the prospect. It's costing them a lot more by thinking about an ongoing issue versus going forward to increase their revenue, stay on top of their business, have a better relationship, and avoid divorce. We're just helping our prospects into a solution that they said they wanted. 
remember in the beginning of your call, you found out what the problem was and you found out what they really wanted. That's really all sales is. Our prospects agreed to get on a call with us because they see that we're offering a solution to their problems. Once you've probably, once you've properly identified what their pain points are and showed them how far they are away from their goal, it's really obvious that you're a problem solver and just helping them into the solution that they really want. So if sales are part of your business and you enjoyed this podcast, you got a lot of value out of this podcast, be sure to give this podcast a five-star rating and also share it so you can help more entrepreneurs create thriving businesses. This is Sharon Lee, your online mindset and success coach for entrepreneurs. Talk to you next week. Until then, make it profitable and rise to your best version. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content, and now it's time for you to take massive action. Make sure to schedule your strategy session with yours truly, and also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found the show valuable, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes too. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be fearless so you can change the world. Oh,